do we want to be tongue in cheek and you keep interrupting me or (laughs) (laughs) just something amusing? (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. Uh, So I just, I'll just start. You start and I'll interrupt. Okay, here we go. So we'll do. All right, here we go. It's not uncommon, right? (laughs) Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. All right. All right, let's see how it goes. Okay, good luck. Yeah. (laughs) What's inside? Discovering what you're made of and making the most of it with professional coach Ken Edwards. Helping you understand your gifts, honing your leadership skills, sharpening your natural instinct so you can enjoy a more fulfilling life. Welcome to another episode of the What's Inside podcast. With Ken Edwards. Uh, That was my job. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, let me say that again. With Ken Edwards. I'm Eric Nordoff. That's actually me. Oh, that's right. And so anyway, so this episode is all about learning to listen. Again, you're finishing my sandwiches. Uh, Yes, I am. Uh, I don't know where where to go with this, Ken. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's have a yucky to yuck laugh. (laughs) We're really cheesy right now, but we're going to be doing, we're talking about learning to listen. Ken was interrupting me because he wasn't listening. Yes. And that's the whole joke. That's right. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are laughing. I'm sure you're laughing hysterically on the other end right now, but that's the discussion today. And I think we're going to dive into some really great practical tips and tools for learning to listen. I think, again, like I said in the last episode, this is an area that you, you do really well. Thank you. And why do you think that is? Did you get a lot of practice in listening when you're in coaching and counseling sessions? Right. That's right. But part of it is just a personal practice that I had to learn. It's really a discipline like so many things. If you want to become good at it, it requires time and energy and being thoughtful about it. And one thing I want to point out just before we get too deep into this is that our episodes are building. They're going from more kind of surface level ideas and thoughts to things that are becoming deeper. And in a few episodes, we're going to really pull all this together. Yeah. So these episodes have been put together with a lot of thought to help you. And so they may feel at times maybe a little disjointed, but they're building and they will orchestrate and come together for you to help you move forward because that's the goal. We're going to talk a lot about trust here in this episode too. because That's right. And we're wanting to build trust with you. That's right. That's an important part of this is you need to learn to trust yourself, learning to trust yourself. Yes. Learning to, in the same way, that's what this is. It's a personal journey. That's right. So the main question that you want to ask in the learning to listen is what's the truth? Yes. What's the truth? Explain that. Well, even before I explain that, we talked about observing self in our last episode, and it's hard to listen until you're willing to observe. So if you observe, then you can begin to listen to what's the truth that you discover through your observation. So the truth part is knowing what the truth is for you. So we have two different kinds of truth. We have ultimate truth, which I call capital T truth, right? which I believe all belongs to God. Then there's little t truth, which is our truth. Yeah. Don't mess with my truth, man. This is my truth, Ken. That's right. That's right. Right. So you can have your truth. I'm going to have my truth. Right. And people, particularly in the season that we're in. Yeah. There's a lot of people telling their own truth these days. That's right. They'll take little T truth and kind of proclaim it as big T truth. And yeah. it's just simply not. And there's nothing necessarily inherently wicked about little T truth. We all have that for ourselves, but we need to acknowledge what that is in any given moment or we will 
be well served by doing that. Yeah. So what's true for me? So what you're trying to do is listen for what is true for you. So because we can make up lies, we can make up lies and tell ourselves stories all around it. We have a really intelligent you know, our mind is very intelligent. We can dance around stuff really well. That's right. Because we really don't want to hear the truth. Is that what it is? Is that what we're afraid of? Is that why we can't hear truth? Yeah, I think that's uh, at least part of it is that we struggle to hear the truth and we don't want to feel the pain of what might be true. But this is what will serve you. It's like a navigational tool. It's like if you're thinking about navigating you know, before GPS and all that, they would use the stars to navigate. Well, you had to have a clear night to see the stars to get a reading on where you were positionally. And so it took some time and intentionality to get clear. You had to have a clear sky. You had to find that clarity. That's true in our self is how do we get some clarity, quiet ourselves, kind of work through the noise of our life to hear what's really true, what's true about our life or true about a decision that we need to make. Is this what I need to be doing or not? Very often that's not good news sometimes at first. Yeah. And it's pretty natural, I would guess. And I, this is what happens in my life. It's pretty natural to, when you see the truth, to experience a tremendous amount of sorrow. Like I, there's been moments in my life when I've seen truth and it's not only been like a surface repentance, it's been a deep sorrow, like tears and more than tears, just complete moaning is where I've gone to places, you know, but it's I, what I've found. And I, I want to encourage you with this is that when I do that, it is one of the most refreshing. The afterglow of that is some of the most, this is the greatest peace that I've ever known. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of it. And because, but I put truth off for so long that when I finally slow down enough to listen to it and see it, right, it's refreshing going through the process of mourning what I've been doing or, or whatever it is sometimes. Right. Let me kind of set this up because we live in a culture that often tells us to figure things out. Yeah. And so it's actually kind of the opposite of listening. It's like, go figure it out. Kind of, it's about getting in your head almost. And, and so I think about that vocationally. And I had a client uh, several years ago that super bright young lady had done an MBA in finance and it was in a job that she absolutely hated. She hated it. She was depressed and was struggling and she had a hard time listening. She had spent her life kind of doing right things. Like you do all these right things. What other people told her to do or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And generally she was in the right direction, but she was looking for the right next thing because she had gotten to a point that that next right thing made her miserable. And, and she came in one day and had helped her friend rectify her bank statements, like eight or nine months worth of bank statements. Her friend was not skilled at that. And in fact, I didn't even know what she had done. She just came in bright. I could see that she had all this energy. She was kind of glowing. I was not used to seeing her that way. And I'm like, what's going on? And she just had a smile on her face. She said, oh, I helped a friend rectify her bank statements last night. And it was so much fun. And of course, the first thought. That sounds like a horror for me. <laughs> well, the first thing I thought, that's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we started talking about it and she loves creating order out of chaos. It was a pure expression of a natural gift, but she didn't see it. She didn't see that this was something. And what was her profession that she was doing or the work that she was doing? She was in the finance world. Finance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just reflected to her all the joy she found in that. And I said, if you wanted to, you could make that your career. That was shocking news. And she said, really? 
I'm like, yeah. And I started explaining what she could do with that and someone I knew that was already doing it. And I said, I bet, I bet they would be willing to help you. And I connected them. And as far as I know, to this day, last time I talked to her was a few years ago, she was still doing that. And in fact, she'd gotten her sibling involved and yeah, and was very happy. found a lot of joy in that, but she didn't have, hadn't yet developed the skill of listening. Yeah. She just wasn't aware. She hadn't observed right, or took it, take the time to observe and listening. So you're saying, and so how, how would you differentiate observing and listening? I guess one is with your eyes, your spiritual eyes or your, your internal eyes. And then listening is, how would you differentiate that? I would probably say, because listening can be, you, we kind of use listening. And so you think it's eyes, but it's kind of your whole being. Yeah. Because you can listen to your mind. You can listen to your heart. You can listen to your spirit, the noise that's there. Observing is eyes, but it's a different way of kind of just describing a process of entering in. And so to me, observing is kind of one stage of entering in. Listening is kind of the next stage down. And so you can observe something. Then you want to listen to what's the truth of that. What does it tell you? Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to get a little fuzzy from one to the other, but to me, it's just kind of a transition from one process into the next process. I love it. I love it. It makes me think of like, if I'm watching a video, which has audio and visual, there's almost a surfaceness to it. But if I'm just listening, my imagination kicks in. And I, even when I'm listening and I'm walking, I can remember specifically where I was when I heard that for the first time, or I heard this audio book. Oh yeah, that was when I was, you know, taking a walk through this part of the woods or whatever, you know, and it's very, it's a deeper sense. And that's why I love podcasting because you, you're listening only. There's not another distraction. In fact, this would be a good experiment for you to try sometime is watch a movie and turn off the sound and just watch it. And does the visual carry the story and then do the reverse turn on the sound, turn off the picture and just listen to the story and see what ha- how that unfolds. For me, it's the difference between having a client in my office as opposed to talking on the phone. I have a lot of I have clients all over the country. And so when I'm on the phone, at first I didn't like that. I didn't just didn't like the phone, but now I really enjoy it because I can sharpen and focus and really listen well to the texture of their voice and the energy that's present in their spirit and that kind of thing. But it takes some practice to learn to listen to yourself. And so uh, one is certainly, like we talked about uh, last week, observing yourself, but then taking that information, that data that you gain, and then listening to what does that really mean for you? I think one of the things that's most important, again, going back to truth, is we're listening for whether something rings true. You had mentioned this concept of resonance. Yes. Explain that. I was actually going to ask you to explain it because you're a musician and and you deal with resonance all the time. Yeah. 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 Well, for me, it's again, thinking about the word resonate. What is the emotion? For me, it's what is the emotion? Is this emotion an accurate reflection of what I'm hearing? What emotions am I experiencing when I'm listening right. for this? What does that emotion tell me then? If that emotion is telling me that I'm afraid or I'm sad or I'm, you know, and so does that, does it resonate 
true right for me and so when i think about resonance i think about wavelength sound wavelength yeah and so i used to play the guitar and i would tune the guitar using harmonics which is just a way to tune in doing so you're matching two strings resonance using harmonics to match the resonance get the wavelength the same because the wavelength is the same you get it tuned right yeah as a keyboard player i don't have to do that usually right i can just tell if it's in tune or out of tune but with guitar, that's an interesting, that's how you tune a guitar. Right. Yeah. And you can get, if instruments are tuned right, you can play something on the piano and you can actually hear it, whether the guitar is being played or not, you can hear it yeah. in the guitar itself. And that's true with people. If you're undoubtedly experienced this with someone where you meet, maybe someone new that almost instantly becomes a friend because you're on the same wavelength. It's like there's a resonance between you and them. Right. And it's learning to pay attention to that within yourself. So as you're thinking about an idea or engaged with something in your life, is there something that rings true about it for you? Because it speaks to your uniqueness. Something that may ring true for you, Eric, may not resonate for me. I just don't care about that that much. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a difference in our giftings. Yeah. It's almost, are you comparing Yeah, a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When you're seeking resonance or you're seeking something to ring true, right. you're doing a comparison. And if we take it into the spiritual arena, if you are a spiritual person, then it's a matter of, are you resonating with the spirit of God? You know, is there a resonance with him? Are you on the same page with him or not? And, or if you're in a community of people, are you resonating? Doesn't mean necessarily agreement, but is there a resonance together? Yeah. So that's what you're looking for is whether something rings true. Right. And this may sound like a, a subtle difference between observation, but it's an important one because learning to listen to yourself, we're going to talk about this in the next episode. We're going to talk about energy because that's another level of depth. And energy has a wavelength. It does have a wavelength. Yeah. That's right. And so bringing all three of these together are powerful. Observation, listening, energy. Yes. That yeah. we'll talk about next. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about this. So the way listening serves you is as you're moving through life and thinking things impact you, you want to ask the question, what am I hearing? And what does that mean to me? Because it may be a disruptive thing. It may not actually fit. You may go, oh, that's off. It's kind of like if you're, you know, buying something and you get a sense that someone's kind of shining you on, you know, there's something in your spirit that tells you this isn't true. They're kind of leading me down a road. You know, I'm always a bit wary when someone gives me a compliment. If I don't know them well, then I'm kind of like, what do they want from me? Right. I get a little suspicious. I'm like, does that ring true? Because sometimes you can have someone gives you a compliment that really doesn't hasn't had much of an experience with you or doesn't really know you. And it's like over the top. It's like they're trying to win you over. And my spirit picks up on that pretty quick. Doesn't ring true. It doesn't ring true. There's an inauthenticity about that statement. That's right. Therefore, there's an inauthenticity coming from them. So what is happening here? And so it's just a little, little moment where you can make note of that and right. you move on and see see if it rings true and see if you can kind of uncover. And then it's sort of like a little bit of a game when you're with another person. You can just sort of continue to prod and probe and ask questions and see where they're coming from. But you can do that with yourself. That's right. I guess what I'm hearing you say is it allows you to get to peel back another layer of inauthenticity to get to the authenticity, closer to the authentic you. That's exactly right. Because sometimes like I've had circumstances where I found myself trying too hard. It's like, I wanted to be liked and I observed myself working at it. And I was like listening to internally listening to desperation 
on the inside. So I felt desperate early in my career. I used to do that with clients because it's like, I want to make an impact. I want to matter. You know, I've just spent my whole life, you know, my whole life. It's a little dramatic, <laughs> but five years of my life going to graduate school. Right. right. You want to yeah. make it worth it. Justify why you did it. Well, and they're paying me money. So I needed to come through for them. And I could see myself behaving desperately. Overcompensating. Overcompensating. And I could hear the desperation yeah. in my spirit. I could sense it in my mind too, a scrambling kind of feeling instead of being able to stop and listen to what is it that I have to offer them. And so in that moment, I was so self-sufficient trying to figure it out that I wasn't still and listening to what giftings God had given me and listening for his voice to empower what needed to be said. You kind of got to the realization that you were focused so much on self. And this happens in sales and business all the time. Everywhere. I tell the people that I work with and consult with that are on my on my uh, business team, you've got to think about the other person. You have to get your mind off of you in that moment and think about how can I serve them? And that's when things, because you do have it in you, you just, in those early days, you just don't know that you do. No, right. Exactly. And there's just an insecurity and an uncertainty of and it. We all have to go through that. Yeah. It's, it's a natural process. Yeah. Yeah. And the same with learning to listen and you get better at it with practice. One last thing before we wrap it up, quieting the voices in your head. Yes. Talk about that. Cause that's a big part of it. Yeah. Cause the obstacle to listening is noise. So we all have noise. We have you know unmet expectations, things that we put on ourselves. But then we have voices from the past. I think of it as a chorus of voices. So I can hear all these different, often critical voices that are offering all kinds of judgment toward me. And to me, there's just a, a level of evil in it trying to silence my own voice. And so being able to, I do a number of things to quiet that. Sometimes I'll make a list just write a list of all the voices that are in my head, all the noise that's in my head from things that are practical, like to do's and things I'm concerned about, but I get them all written down. Yeah. It's amazing when you see it though, right? Oh gosh. It's a long list. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff that's going on. A lot of people, a lot of things, right. a lot of uh, expectations and things that you're projecting on yourself. and That's right. And so I write them down. I have a practice of taking the paper, folding it over, praying over it, and then setting it aside. So then I can get quiet and just listen. And I'm listening for the voice in my own spirit, in my own mind, my heart. And I'm also listening for God's voice because I want that resonance with him. Yeah. Certainly, since I'm a, a person of faith, and then I'm use that as a directional tool for yeah. what's next. No, I, uh, making a list <laughs> is one of the best practices for quieting because once I've got it out, then I can finally, like you said, pray over it, put it aside, and then deal with truth. Right. And define, try to define what really it is that I want what really it is that I desire and need and am feeling at this moment and can finally process that apart from all the voices. And that takes time. It does take time. It takes time. It takes practice. Yeah. Yeah. Investment in you. And what's fun, and this probably needs to be a whole nother episode, is learning to listen with people. Like you can, like I've uh, served on some different boards and I've served on some discernment committees for people where they have an issue, it might be a vocational issue or some other issue that they don't have clarity on. They're struggling to get clarity. And so they bring trusted advisors together, talk it through, and you listen together for what needs to happen. And it's interesting to do that. A discernment committee. Yeah. Never heard of that. 
that before. Yeah. I could use a good discernment committee every once in a while. Well, let's put one together. <laughs> I know some men that would serve on that. Yeah, I know. And um, I'm already in one. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> But that can be a practice. I've done it in board retreats before where we're trying to discern what needs to happen on a board. And so we're, we're talking through different things, kind of praying through different things. And we're listening together for this commonality, this unity that comes to the surface. Yeah, that's really, really good. I like that. Well, this is the, again, we're just scratching the surface on learning to listen, but this is one of the core three observing, listening, and then next week, next episode, we're going to talk about following the energy. That's right. But to wrap it up, what are some core action items that we need to take away from this episode that you can begin to implement into your practice? There's several things you can do. Yeah. A simple thing that you can do is download a meditation app. Just so you can learn the practice of quieting yourself. There's several good ones that are available out there. I'll put a link to some that we would recommend. That'd be awesome. You know, like we were talking about earlier, just making a list of the noise that's in your head. Yeah. Just so you have a practice of kind of writing that down, acknowledging the noise and a person of faith, then just pray over it and let that go. Just trust that into God's hands Yeah. so you can be quiet. And then journaling, of course, is always a great way to practice listening. And it's, once again, one of the most valuable things I've ever done in my life. And it really taught me to listen. Yeah. And when you're on a journey of self-discovery and knowing yourself, the more you know yourself, the easier it is to listen. Yeah. Because you know, you know what you value, you know what your gifts are telling you, you can see it. I'm in a, a great season right now where where I'm journaling a lot, a lot more than I'm used to journaling. It's kind of a new habit again, relearning this habit of journaling. And I remember the first three or four days, just how awkward it, it is and was. But then there is a certain sense of comfortableness, comfort that you get from it, where you learn to actually want it, desire it and need it. But there's that awkward stage of like, oh, you know, there's so many voices in your head that you're just sort of making lists sometimes when you're journaling and you're you're just kind of getting this baggage, this stuff that's sort of blocking out of the way. And that, that's a really healthy part. And there's also this judgment that happens when you first start the practice of journaling. Right. Like, oh, I'm not doing, am I doing this right? I'm not doing that. You know, I feel like I'm just so awkward with it. Press into it and continue press through that awkwardness. And I promise you that within a, a week if, of doing that straight daily, you're going to experience some incredible breakthrough. Right. All right, Ken. Well, that's a good stopping point for today. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So next week, next episode, join us as we talk about following the energy. Sounds very new age. But it's not. But it's not. It's old age. It's old age. <laughs> and the both of us can uh, can talk very firmly about that. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. For show notes and relevant resources mentioned in today's episode, and if you'd like to reach out to Ken to see if coaching is the right next step for you, visit ProvidentLeadership.com. That's ProvidentLeadership.com. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform.